the people around the world, this is the teaching. Uno here. Oh, where's Casey, you ask? I'm probably chasing waves, making the guys chase me. Chasing some money on the toilet or just not answering my phone. Welcome to the Traveling Mermaid Podcast, where nothing makes sense and I roast the kooks, even though sometimes I am one. Follow along with me on my crazy journey, and I'll see you in the lineup. What is up, mermaids and mermen? Welcome back to the Traveling Mermaid Podcast. This is your host, Mermaid at Heart. Hot mess and diehard surfer, Casey Flaherty. How are you guys doing this week? What the heck is new? Um, This week has kind of been a shit show for me, but ended up working for the better. So we had to ditch the shitty apartment for valid, <laughs> valid reason. Basically, um, our entire apartment flooded with toilet water. Don't worry, it wasn't filled with our shit, but it was gnarly and disgusting i also had a mental breakdown and then i had some sort of breakthrough and i think i'm a different person i fully got over all that i was holding in but before i tell you about all of that and my realization of what i can do with this podcast let's start from the beginning dun 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 the flood so i'm on the beach and I'm having a mental breakdown. We'll get back to this later. And Georgia's at the house dealing with her not so Costa Rican boyfriend anymore. You're going to hear more about this from Georgia at the end of the episode. She's going to pop on, give us an update about her dating life because a lot of stuff went down. But again, the theme of this episode is going to come back around. So I come inside and she's telling me, all the deets about the boy and whips up a vegan meal for me. Like, I feel like I'm at home with my mom. She basically just like is my chef kind of. And I'm literally shoving it down my face and she goes to brush her teeth and I hear, ah, ah, and I'm like, what WTF is up. I go in and she's like, come here, come here, come here. I'm like slowly going in and like recovering from my breakdown. And I see water coming out like a jet. From the wall, like, you know how some toilets have the plumbing that connects to the wall? And yeah, this is like an apartment from the 1600s. So obviously it's going to like break all the time. And it's shooting out like a jet onto the bathroom floor. Quickly, the whole entire bathroom is now flooded with water. We're just like, we're kind of already fed up with this place. So we're just like laughing at this point. But we're like, oh my God um our entire apartment is flooding like we're supposed to be here for two more weeks it's not like shit water it's just toilet water and i'm barfing at the smell i can't take it so we go to our neighbors who is our friend or maybe george is not so friend anymore and i'm like please come help come help we need help and he comes he's like slowly coming i'm like no like hurry up now now come He starts freaking the heck out. All of our neighbors are outside trying to help us down. We real help us around. We realize all of our shit is on the ground and it's getting covered in toilet water. We start throwing our stuff outside, bikinis, board bags, surfboards, shoes, 
everything because you know we're a mess okay i'm a hot mess personally but i'm also a hot mess the way i live john b doesn't really like that but he's gonna have to get over it george is like that too we're just you know a hot mess and so we're throwing it outside i call the property manager he's like oh maybe i'll slowly come over there later i'm like no come now he's like okay send me a video if you guys saw my instagram story i had a really really funny video on there i'm gonna repost it when this podcast comes out and i'm like welcome to our shitty apartment and i sent it to the property manager and literally you can see the toilet water shooting out from the wall so he's like i'm on my way i'm on my way i'm on my way neighbors are trying to help everyone the entire apartment is now flooded the water is now going out the door of the front door to the stuff onto the stuff that we put outside so basically everything is ruined. Finally, the property, property manager comes. He comes running in like a maniac. My new favorite word is maniac, by the way. And he turns the water off. And now there's a foot of toilet water throughout our entire apartment. The place where there's the beds, the kitchen, the bathroom. It's absolutely disgusting. Like a little sewage area where I sleep. It's now 9 p.m. at night in Costa Rica. We are alone and we have nowhere to go. We start calling all of the hostels. Of course, they're booked. Only fancy hotels left. My mom texts me, oh, maybe you could stay at this resort. I'm like, bitch, I don't have all this money to stay at resorts. Please, if some hotel wants to sponsor me, uh, I'd love to give you a review of your resort, by the way. So we're freaking the heck out. We're like, where do we go? What are we going to do? Thank God we got a message from one of our friends here. And he's like, come stay with me and my girlfriend. It's going to be fine. You know when you message someone and you're like, if you need anything, let me know. But you're never really going to ask like you would never ask them for something this was a time where we were like oh shit we need to ask them for something so we go to his house georgia slept on a hard couch with a beach towel as a blanket and i slept on an air mattress i i'm about to go to sleep and i get a text from the property manager that says the apartment will be clean and dry by the afternoon i will be there at 8 a.m with a team remember a team of people working on it So I'm thinking to myself before I go to sleep, there's no way in hell, even if he has a team of people there, that it's going to be cleaned up by tomorrow morning. And I'm all for staying in shitty apartments and living small, living in a hostel. But when I'm paying a decent amount of money each night and I'm going to sleep in flood sewage water, I'm really good. I was not having it. And They really let us out like on the streets. Like we had nowhere to go. They weren't going to help us find a place. Like, thank God our friend texted us and said that we could crash on his floor or else we would have been homeless all night in Costa Rica. So we wake up the next morning at 6 a.m. Literally two homeless girls. Georgia also has school maybe at like eight or nine. I don't really remember. So she has her MacBook ready to go on Zoom wherever. We go get breakfast at this fancy place because I'm saying we deserved it after that night. We break their plumbing, but like, that's okay. You know, we don't need to talk about that. We go back to the apartment to check on it. The one foot of toilet water sat in the apartment 
overnight stirring up all those juices ooh ooh yummy toilet water there were two people cleaning out the flood with brooms yes <laughs> witches brooms and i feel awful for these two local costa ricans they were cleaning it out the property manager was nowhere to be found and they had brooms then i realize the flood is now into my friend's apartment next door so i'm like it's seeping through the walls there's no way i'm saying here this is disgusting you know when there's a flood in your basement or something i don't know the Mammoth Beach people will understand this and Hatteras people like there's that machine. I don't even know what it's called, but you put it in and it shoots out the water from the other side. No, it was just brooms like actual brooms. So me and George are standing there crying, laughing. No way we're staying here. And I call the property manager and I'm like, no way am I staying here. And he says to me, you can't expect it to be done in an hour. They started at 8 a.m. I said, I understand. But one, you said a team of people will be here. And two, brooms? What? And he's saying to me, it's going to be all clean and dry by the night. There's going to be nothing to worry about. I was like, no, I need my money back. And he said, no, you're not getting your money back. Not even for last night. I said, we couldn't even stay there last night. Did you want us to sleep inside of toilet water? So I said to him, no way am I staying here. Thankfully, I pop on to Airbnb. I'm sa I say, I'm finding a new place, period. And there's only expensive ones on there. Guiones is packed with people right now. Everyone has already gotten the cheap places. And I said, okay, let me just full send. If there's an expensive place that's available and nowhere else is available, maybe that means they had some sort of cancellation. They'd rather have some money than no money. So I text the woman on Airbnb and I say like, hey, can we work something out? And she's like, yes, come to the house and see me. So I go and I see the house and it's beautiful. So much better than what we had. It has a resort style pool, the biggest bed I've ever seen like in the world. It's beautiful. So I'm thinking to myself, we need to stay here. This is great. And she works out a deal with us. So I think that's going to be a new hack of mine. And I want you guys to try this too when you're traveling and stuff. Maybe instead of just popping on the first cheap place, start messaging some of the more expensive places in popular areas because they'd rather get some sort of money than no money if they had a cancellation, especially with COVID. There's been so many different cancellations. So I ended up contacting Airbnb and let me tell you, I got all my money back on the shitty apartment and plus some more, LOL. So we figured we could afford this place and immediately we said we would move in. We go back to the apartment and the so-called cleaners, although the flood was gone, they did not use any cleaning supplies, ew. So now my floor was just cleaned with toilet water. So I was like, absolutely not, this isn't. So this isn't it. So we decide to definitely move out of this gross and moldy apartment. We're chilling with our friends outside the apartment, the old shitty one, when we realize, oh shit, we probably got to move our stuff out now. So we start, because we don't want the property manager to come. He obviously didn't like me now to be like, no, your stuff is mine now because it was in my place and you aren't renting it anymore. And we, you know, we're us, we got distracted. We were talking to a bunch of people. 
We start literally pretending the Nazis are coming, throwing it into our bags, all of our stuff, all of our bikinis, my podcast gear, everything. And we're running with it to this new apartment like a block. Thankfully, my friend did some trips with us on his quad. But yeah, it was crazy. Um, It was pretty dramatic. And we were completely running. And now we're in the most beautiful apartment that I can't believe we can afford with a resort style pool see it all worked out in the end but let me tell you boy did I almost overflow the toilet in this apartment too but let's not get into detail about that commercial break so do you guys love being in the sun and being in the waves or is it just me um this week I have my favorite sponsor yet and I have a discount code to hook you guys up Welcome to the jewelry company, Rays and Waves, baby. She wants to tell you guys about her business. It began in February 2020 after traveling all over the country to visit some of the most famous surfing beaches. And that's what we're all about, surfing and mermaid vibes. Her goal with Rays and Waves is not only to turn into an awesome surf brand, but a lifestyle as well. She's all about the endless adventure that everyday holds. I mean, come on. That's what this whole episode was about. She wants you to wear her jewelry and radiate the surf lifestyle. She's got everything from jewelry to hats to stickers. You name it. The sweetest girl in the world. And I love, love, love supporting small businesses, especially that are about surfing and living every day to the fullest. I want you to head over to raiseandwaves.com and use offer code mermaid for 15, yes, 15% off your order. Any order you want. That's raise and waves, raise, R-A-E-S, the letter N, waves, code mermaid for 15% off. Her Instagram is also Raisin Waves as well. Go give her a follow and go give her some love. So this week, I, before the flood, I kind of just had this negative energy over me. And I want to get a little bit deep here with you guys. And I don't think I ever have yet, but I want to show you my more spiritual side. Yes, I'm fun and I'm a hot mess, but I'm also spiritual too and I have sensitive feelings as well. So in my life right now, everything is amazing. I have a loving boyfriend. I have amazing parents who support me being here, who I talk to almost every day. I have a wonderful roommate. I'm in Costa Rica. I have an amazing coach. Life is pretty good, but... Sometimes I feel like I'm living my life, but I'm not living it in the moment. I'm worried about 300 different things that I don't really need to be worried about. And each time I would go surfing, especially during a training session, I would go out and I would have so many different things on my mind. I would be thinking about the email I have to send, how much gallo pinto I was going to eat for breakfast. When was John B. coming? Was my mom mad? Was my brother at school? Was my sister okay? Just things that I shouldn't be worrying about. So with my coach, I started, he gave me this idea and I want you guys to try it too. And not only is this meant for surfers, but it's meant before a basketball game, a soccer game, even if it's just the way you start your game, your day, if you start feeling like you're getting worked up, I want you to try this. So I would go out and I would think about all these different things and I wasn't focusing on my task, which was surfing and working on whatever my coach was telling me to do that day. So I sat 
on the beach in the wet sand and I stared at the ocean. And you could do this in your bed. I would recommend sitting on the ground. You could do this in your house. You could do this outside. Probably be the best way to do it. Staring at nature. And I would think about all of the things that I needed to do or the things that I knew I would think about when I was surfing. I would think about everything. If you don't think about the things that are on your mind and you just push them back, they're always going to be in the back of your mind. So I was just accepting, okay, I have to do this today. I have to send this email. I have to record this for the podcast. I have to text this person. I have to post this on Instagram. I need to call this person. Okay, John B is doing this. My mom's doing this. Uh, Okay, we're good. And I would just be like, okay, everything is good. This is where I'm supposed to be in paddle out. And that started helping. But I still had this negative energy over me. And one thing that I noticed was one, my phone. We lived in a place in the shitty apartment that didn't have any Wi-Fi. So anytime I would try to talk to John B or my mom, I would end up screaming at them because I couldn't hear them on the Wi-Fi and I wasn't, I was just getting so much negative energy and everything was getting annoyed because I was trying to talk to the people I love and confide in them and I just couldn't because I couldn't even get a hold of them. So I realized I needed to accept what was going on, but I didn't even know what was going on. So we took two days off from surfing this past week. And on the third day, I go surfing and I paddle out. And I'm with Georgia and I start paddling. And all of a sudden, everything hurts. My shoulder is on fire. I can't paddle. I can't duck dive. I can't even stand up. I couldn't stay in the water. If you guys know me well, when I was a freshman in high school, I had a really bad shoulder injury. It was from overuse on my rotator cuff. I had tendonitis. I did physical therapy for a year. Nothing really came out of it. I was surfing, swimming, running at the same time, and I wasn't really committed to one thing. I was doing a bunch of different things. And I went to different specialists. There was really nothing we could do about it except rest. I did a bunch of rest. It kind of didn't really work. And yeah, and when I started surfing more than I started swimming and running, it went away. And I kind of thought that was because I wasn't putting my arm over top of my head. Like when you do a freestyle stroke, I don't really know. So that same pain came back. And I got out of that session. I was really bummed out. I didn't know what to do. I didn't surf that evening. The next day I went to a training session with my coach and I told him what had happened and he feels it and he's like, it's really, really swollen. You shouldn't surf. And I said, no, I'm surfing. I'm not one to sit on the beach and watch everyone surf. I always talk about this, how you're a fake shredder if you're, the waves are pumping and you're just sitting there. So I go and I paddle out and I couldn't even make it out. Everything hurt. I go in and I talk to my coach almost in tears and my shoulder hurt, my arm hurt, the whole, only on my right side. My shoulder hurt, my arm hurt, my back, my shoulder blade. Just the whole right side of my body was in so much agonizing pain. So I went home and I iced, I took some medicine and Georgia comes back and is like, hey, do you want to go get our stuff from the laundromat? And I start walking there and I'm like, Georgia, I can't even walk. The whole right side of my body is awful. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm in so much pain. I don't know what to do. I really don't feel good. And she's like, oh my God, what? I'm like, I can't walk from a shoulder injury. Like what is wrong with me? I'm not, when I have pain, I surf through it. I'm not like this. So the next day we have training again. And my coach, I try to surf again and I can't surf. And my coach says to me, you need to take two days off. And when someone says I need to take two days off from surfing, it makes me just want to surf even more. I see everyone improving and I'm not, I can't even go out. 
So that day we go to this little like voodoo lady and we get all these different things and I'm kind of feeling a little bit better. I just have more hope, but still there's, it's negative energy and it's more my shoulder pain. I wasn't really feeling the negative energy as much as I was feeling the shoulder pain anymore. And earlier this day, I worked with my friend, my friend's older brother who is training to be a holistic doctor and he did different pressure points with my shoulder. So it was all physical stuff. He would touch on my shoulder blade and be like, does it hurt here? I would say yes. And then he would touch my wrist and he would put pressure on my wrist. And then he would touch the place again and say, does it hurt? And it usually wouldn't hurt anymore. So the pressuring stuff really, really helped. It, a lot of things went away, but there, it was still hurting really bad. I was super tense. I was worked up. So I go back to my apartment and Georgia goes surfing. It's sunset and I'm about to go sit on the beach and watch everyone surf. And I knew I was going to sit there and probably get pretty upset because I wanted to be surfing. I don't like to watch other people surf. I hate watching surfing. I want to be out there with them having fun, especially sunset. It's such a good vibe here. Like the social scene is all at sunset. It's so fun. So I'm sitting outside of our apartment and I'm just, you know, taking a deep breath before I go out and the holistic doctor guy walks up because he just wanted to like say hi to me in Georgia. And I get to talking to him and he says, how's your shoulder? And I say, it's really, really not good. It's a little bit better from when you did your pressure points. And honestly, I think I was just saying it was a little bit better to make him feel better, but I still felt like garbage. And he says to me, can I ask you something? And I said, sure. And I never thought of this doctor as something mental. I always thought of it as he was going to fix me physically. And when I'm telling you the story, I am not making anything up. It is the craziest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. And he said, before you came to Costa Rica, was there a problem in your life? And I said, yes. I was super, super self-conscious. And he said, did it go away when you came here? And I said, yes, it did. And he said, when did this pain first start the first time ever? And I said, my freshman year of high school. And he said, and what was going on when that pain started? And I started telling him, oh, it was during a swim race. And I remember touching the wall and feeling a crack. And he said, no, what was going on in your life? And I said, I thought to myself, what happened that year? And I said, that was the worst year of my life. And he said, can I try something with you? And I said, sure, because I was really down to try whatever. But I still thought it was going to be physical as pressure points again. But I was down to try whatever. As long as I wasn't taking medicine, I don't like taking pills. And we walk inside of our apartment and I'm sitting on the edge of my bed. And he's sitting on a chair like two feet in front of me. So he's not touching me at all. And he's looking me straight in the eyes. And he says, I'm going to try something called tapping. And I had no idea what this was I had no idea what he was going to do I thought he was still doing pressure points and like doing different pain stimulation and he says I want you to tap the way that I'm tapping just follow after me so he wasn't touching me at all he was tapping his wrist a couple of times then he was tapping his neck his eye his nose his forehead his heart his armpit kind of behind his shoulder like more his shoulder blade and he said I want you to repeat after me And I was like, okay, I I still had no idea what the heck was going on. I'm like, am I about to be possessed? Like, what the hell is going on? And I'm looking at him and he's tapping and he says, okay, just tap after me and listen to what I'm saying and repeat. And he says, 
even though my shoulder hurts really, really bad and I can't surf, and I repeat it, I'm going to be okay. And I say it. And for some reason, even from that line, which isn't an emotional line, I start feeling really, really emotional. And just to give you a backstory, John B., love you so much. I think you're the hottest guy in the world. But this is a cute 25-year-old who is doing this in front of me, a, a man, okay? It's, when you, I feel like when you go to a therapy session or something, you feel comfortable to cry because you're with a girl and she's probably like nice. This was a cute 25-year-old. And I start like kind of tearing up and I'm like, okay, I can't cry. I can't cry. And then he says, although my shoulder hurts really, really bad, I completely love and accept myself. And now I really start tearing up. I start choking. You guys know what I mean when you're telling a story and you're literally almost in tears. And I'm like, don't cry. Don't cry. This is so embarrassing. Like, I don't think he wants you to cry. I don't know what's going on. And he says it couple more times tapping the different places. Although my shoulder hurts really bad, I completely love and accept myself. And I could barely say it. And I was thinking in my head, like, I thought I did. Like, I thought I did. Like, I finally was loving myself. I was feeling confident walking around in a bikini. And I realized it was so much more than just walking around in a bikini. And then he says to me, now I want you, while you're tapping, to say what happened the year when your pain started. And I start to tell him. Not in detail at all. I start to vaguely tell him. I said, that year was the worst year of my life. As we're still doing the tapping, he's doing the tapping and I'm following along after him, but now I'm speaking. That was the worst year of my life. My brother was really sick. I felt really alone. I had no friends. I was bullied in school. I was called horrible, horrible names. I had no one. Each time I would get to clo- close to someone, whether it was a boyfriend or a best friend, they would always stab me in the back. And I started crying, hysterically crying as I'm saying this. And he's just staring at me while I'm crying and he's tapping and he's nodding his head and I just felt so accepted. And I was telling him how I never felt close to anyone. I would walk down the hallways and be screamed at horrible, horrible names. And if you're listening to this right now and you were one of those people who did that to me, thank you because you made me who I am right now. But I never accepted it until this day what had happened to me in high school. I didn't like who I was. I wasn't a surfer this year. I was swimming in a dungeon every single day. I didn't have surfing. I didn't have nature. I really didn't have anyone. My brother was really sick, so my parents were focused on him. I felt super alone, and I was bullied in high school. And I tell him this, and I'm hysterically crying, and he says, stop, take a deep breath. And I do it. And he said, how do you feel? And I swear to God, most of my pain went away. Not in my shoulder where the pain was coming from in my rotator cuff. The pain that was radiating through my legs, making me not able to walk, through my arms, through my back, it slowly went away. And he said, now repeat after me while I'm tapping. So you tap as well. Although I was really, really hurt in high school and those people were so mean to me, I forgive them 
And I accept that it happened. And at first I couldn't say it. And he said it again. Although people were really, really mean to me in high school, I forgive them and I accept that it happened. And I said it. And I said it again. I said it again. I said it maybe 10 times and I'm crying. And for the first time in my life, even after therapy, after trying everything, accepting meditation, God, religion, I accepted that those people had hurt me. And I accepted that that was my high school experience. And he said, take a deep breath. All of my pain that was radiating, every single piece of pain that was radiating throughout my body completely vanished. All that hurt was in my rotator cuff. And I was hugging him and thanking him. And I want to say to you guys, I felt like a different person. I walked to the beach right after. I said goodbye to him. I thanked him. I said, we'll see you later. We had plans this week. And he became one of my really good friends. And there's people that come into your life and change it forever. And that he has come into my life and he has changed it forever. I walked to the beach and before I said, I would, like I thought I was going to be really upset sitting there watching it. And I would just sat at the sunset and I accepted, okay, for two days I'm not going to be surfing. But I'm ready to get over all of this. I'm ready to get over this pain. And I'm accepting it. I'm going to get better. And before telling Georgia and her not so Costa Rican boyfriend what happened, they walked up to me and they said, you look like a different person. What happened? And I told them and I'm crying to them and they were like, we're so happy for you. And I just want to say, if you are in high school right now and that is happening to you and it doesn't have to be the same thing that happened to me, it could be anything. It could be for all you guys going through all this shit on Zoom. I am so sorry, but I'm telling you on the other side, it's so sweet. And if you're listening to this right now and I know those girls and those boys who hurt me are listening to this right now. Thank you. Thank you for bullying me because you brought me right to this podcast. You made me who I am today. And I wasn't at every single football game. I didn't peak in high school. Maybe I'm peaking right now. I don't know. But I'm in Costa Rica hosting my own podcast, living on my own, surfing waves every single day, living in a bikini. And you brought me here. And let me tell you, karma is real for you commercial break because i'm a savage hey classy bougie and looking savvy in my new savvy activewear so i'm really gonna hook you guys up this week i got some new activewear company working with me and it's called savvy their goal is to empower your life from everyday clothes to activewear, I literally live in activewear. Every day we're doing a yoga class or foundation training or working out. And, you know, let's just say I love a little Lululemon, but a girl can't really afford Lululemon. And Savvy has the same exact quality as Lululemon, just for cheaper. Head over to Savvy.com slash Traveling Mermaid. That's Savvy, S-A-V-V-I slash Traveling Mermaid mermaid and if you don't know how to spell traveling mermaid then you should probably go to preschool and use my code share 25 for 25 freaking dollars off your first purchase head over and get some cute new activewear and everyday living clothes 
Here we are in our new bougie-ass apartment with my roommate, diehard surfer, and maybe a little bit more of a mermaid than I am, Miss Georgia Lockwood. Welcome back, baby. Thank you, Casey. What is up? So we need. So last week we talked about how you were popping on Tinder. How is that going and what happened? Well, I have to say, didn't go too well. <laughs> I met a cute guy, but then he left before I could even meet him. So we kind of abandoned ship on that one. Yeah, we can't really deal with the tourists coming and going, even though we are tourists, but like we're not basically. <laughs> so yeah. tell us about the night of the flood. Okay, so the night of the flood, the boy, not so boy that I had came and talked to me and kind of like to clear things up because like there's a lot of miscommunication. He came, we talked. I thought it went great, right? Then Casey comes back and is like, tell me everything. And I realized he said (laughs) everything but nothing at the same time. Like he still wasn't clear, didn't make any sense. So that went great. Yeah, I basically had to cut that one out. Like, just be like, yeah, no, he's done. Like, we just had to be like, he's done. George is like, no, but I feel bad. I'm like, no, bitch, he's done. <laughs> he's done. So then let's hear about the sparks that happened the same night that it ended. Right. So there's this other guy who's his best friend. <laughs> and wait, let's go back first. Okay. We then found out. That the not so Costa Rican boyfriend hooked up with someone else that night. He doesn't even know that. So, hey, bitch, if you're listening, we know, we know. <laughs> okay, back to the sparks. Okay, so that night, I, I'm like really good friends with his best friend. And he literally would, like would be at our house every day. He like lived day. with us. Yeah, like all day. Like, you know how there's some guys out there where you're like, you could do anything in front of them. Like you could burp in their face and then be like, ooh, yummy. Like that was the three <laughs> of us. Like it was a throuple. Yeah. So we were talking that night and we were just like, you know, we were really close. There was like sparks. I was feeling some weird vibe, but I was like, no, no, no. I was denying it. I was like, no, no, no. But, like, when I first came, so Georgia, like, had already spent a week with them, so she knew all of them really well. I was like, oh, he likes you. And Georgia's like, no, stop, stop. He doesn't. I'm like, dude, that guy is in love with you. So then we moved to the new apartment, and we were kind of like, oh, shit, we're never really going to see him. But, no, still, he was literally with us He all just day. shows <laughs> up at night. Just He just walks in. He's like, hi. So... Then he comes to our house, like our new house, to drive. No, he's just like hanging out with us, I guess. And he's like leaving. And I'm like, I look at, I text Georgia while he's there. And I'm like, (laughs) do I make a move? Like, should I tell him like that there's a spark? She's like, yes, but like, don't be sus. I'm like, okay, dun, dun, dun. So I walk outside. Georgia's sitting inside, just like staring at me. And I'm like, I see a spark with you in Georgia. And he's like, what? I'm like, I see a spark. He's like, no, me too. But every time the timing was bad, I was with, he's also like kind of was with another girl during this time. I'm kind of a homewrecker. <laughs> but not really. Like it wasn't like, he didn't really like her. Oh, and this same day, he told us that he didn't like the girl anymore. Yep. So I said to him, like, I see a spark. And he's like, okay, like, bye. Let me think about it. So then later that day, he comes over basically to hang out with Georgia but I'm like can you drive me to my acupuncture appointment so he drives me he drops me off and I'm like okay perfect time something's gonna happen so what happens then so he comes over and we just like 
hang out like normal. We're really good friends. But like, there's like, it's like a different vibe. Like I can feel the vibe. I keep thinking he's going to make a move. We're like, our faces are like three inches apart. Like I'm like, it's going to happen. But he doesn't do anything. He does nothing. And he goes to pick, back to pick up Casey. So I'm on the phone with George as he's like driving. I'm like, so what I'm, she's like nothing. I'm like, okay, that's weird. I'm talking to him. So we're on his quad. Okay. <laughs> and we're driving down like actually a sketchy ass hill. And I'm like, so what happened? He's like, oh, nothing. Like we were this close. And he turns to me and he's like, well, literally two inches away from my mouth. And I'm like, why didn't you do anything? He's like, I don't know. Like, this is the sweetest thing I have ever heard in my whole life. I literally was hearing up. He goes, I'd rather be friends with her than nothing with her. Like if I went to kiss her and she was like, oh, no, 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 no. And then it's like awkward. I said, bud, didn't you realize that was my way of saying to you like she likes you? And he was like, what? I go do it. He goes, no way. He stops the quad going down this big hill. And he's like, no way, no way. She wants it. I'm like, yes. He's like, okay, I'm doing it. So we go back to the apartment and then we like went surfing, I guess. I, I don't know. I think. And then that night we're like sitting. I'm sitting next to him. He like, comes over again. Yeah, <laughs> of course. All day, every day. I'm sitting on the couch with him and George is like in the bathroom, like getting something. And don't worry, she wasn't peeing. I don't even know what she was doing. <laughs> and I'm like, go. I look at him, I'm like, go. And he's like, what? I'm like, make a move. He goes, are you sure? I go, yes. He goes, running into the bathroom, <laughs> full speed into the bathroom. Now, what happens from there? Well, I can't tell you everything right now, but <laughs> he may or may not have pushed me up against a wall and made out with me. So as that's going on, I'm sitting on the couch, just like zoned oh. out. Because I also don't care. Like Georgia could be walking around naked. I'd be like, oh, nice. Like, I don't care. And... I get a Snapchat. <laughs> this is crazy. Brum George's like ex Costa Rican man. A picture of me through the window. Like of me laying on the couch. And I'm like, what the heck? I look up. I go, guys, guys, guys. I hear nothing. I'm like, guys. The ex-boyfriend walks inside of our house. Mm-hmm. And he basically knew because they he saw them like come out of the bathroom together and it was super awkward. But then last night. Well, more may have happened. More happened. And George is like looking at me right now like, oh, <laughs> shit, what do I say? She's getting red. I think we're just going to have to do a full episode with Georgia on it. But she does want to give you guys this one tip that we got like. Literally two years ago, Georgia was like 15. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you know how you have like that older friend, kind of like an older sister. Well, we, we had one of those when we were here. She lived here and she gave us one tip while we were here. <laughs> one thing she told us. She said, you are never allowed to hook up with the Costa Rican local. She goes, they'll screw you over. Everything will go wrong. And let's just say... She was right in my experience. <laughs> so George is still on the Costa Rican grind, so it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to do a full episode, like a conversation with me and Georgia very, very soon. Thank you so much for telling us what happened. What's your Instagram so people can follow you, message you? My Instagram is GG Lockwood. <laughs> that GG 9000, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I found my theme for the week to be that when something bad happens, there's always something better yet to come. Actually, those are my words to live by. 
But here's how it pertained to this past week. We had a flood which led to a better place. Tapping which helped heal my shoulder and heal me and high school. I bunkered down and got through it, which led to this amazing life I had now. Next week, I want to get really, really real with you guys. And I'll be talking about how I survived being different and getting bullied in high school. And I hope that I can help some of you guys survive this awkward time, especially through this freaking Zoom nonsense that I luckily didn't have to do. And I hope to encourage you to plug along and show you how freaking sweet life is when you graduate. This is not for those of you who weren't nice, who weren't nice to the underdog and peaked in high school and went to every party and every football game. Again, karma is real for you and I've seen it happen. My next episode is for my mermaid soul sisters who I hope to help by giving, sharing my stories and giving some advice on how to survive high school. Message me any high school questions if you guys ever want to talk and about the tapping you can look it up on YouTube and you can, if you think that this could be a good thing for you, it doesn't work for all people. Um, you can look it up on YouTube and there's different people to follow along the tapping through. You don't even really need a person there to do it with you. If you want any advice or want me to help you, please message me. I'm not that it, I don't know much about it, but I can tell you what I do know. And it really changed my life forever. I can't wait to inspire you guys on this next episode For real, it's only for my mermaid souls. If you were one of those people who bullied me, you probably shouldn't listen to this episode because you know what happened. You know what you did to me. And I just want to say for the people who helped me during those times but maybe aren't friends with me now, I really, really thank you for that because you also brought me to where I am today. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode on The Traveling Mermaid. It means so much to me to be able to host this podcast and it's crazy getting all these dms and seeing you guys listen to me it's not just my mommy listening to my show i want to change people i want to help you guys i want you guys to hear my crazy stories about partying and about surfing and about boys and drama but i want to be real with you guys too because we're all going through shit i'm here for you all Next week, please tune in and let's get freaking serious. Have an amazing, amazing week. And remember, everything's going to be okay. It always works out for the better. Love y'all. See you in the lineup. XOXO, The Traveling Mermaid.